Good morning everyone, I'm Roz and I'm an ordinand here at HTC and I'm going to be speaking on pause conversion this morning. Just after Christmas this year on Alpha at HTC, a lady came on the course who um, works in Clapham and had seen the Alpha banners outside church. And on week two, she sat down for the group discussion and she was really excited. We were sitting there um, drinking tea and eating cake and um, before I'd even got a chance to say, what did everyone think of the talk? She said, she was really excited. She said, I get it. She said, Jesus is God. She'd heard bits about um, God in the past, but never really understood who Jesus was. And that evening, sitting, li listening to her an Alpha talk, God quietly revealed himself to her. God sometimes reveals himself to agnostics like that lady in really quiet and unspectacular ways. And in the reading today, God spoke to a highly religious man in a really dramatic way and revealed the same truth. Jesus showed Paul in today's passage that he is God. And this encounter with Jesus changed the course of Saul's life. His identity changed, his name changed from Saul to Paul, and the course of his life changed from someone persecuting Christians to someone telling people about the good news of Jesus. Saul had been a man of faith in God. He was a strict Jew. He had believed in the God of the Old Testament and believed a Messiah would come, but Saul had persecuted Christians. He had not realized that Jesus was God. Saul had not understood who Jesus was. And in today's passage, Saul experienced this dramatic realization. And then he went on to preach the good news of Jesus far and wide and to write much of the New Testament. We've been looking at Acts in our daily prayer meetings on Zoom. And Jamie spoke about this passage a few months ago. And he said, the radically rescued rescue radically. Paul was radically rescued by God and then he preached and acted for the radical rescue of others. Over the summer we've been looking at this theme of hearing God's voice and we're now looking at how Saul heard God's voice. Saul was on the road to Damascus, a light flashed, he fell to the ground and he heard a voice. We might not always have such a dramatic experience when we hear God's voice but there are some themes from the um, story of Paul's experience, which will be true for us when God speaks to us today. Sometimes God will speak to us dramatically and sometimes less dramatically in the normal course of our lives. So the first theme is that the voice of God confronts. The voice which was Jesus said to Saul, 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 why do you persecute me? Saul had been persecuting Christians and sending Christians to prison and and executing them and Jesus confronts Saul with his sin. Jesus didn't beat around the bush, he didn't talk to Saul about the weather. The voice of God in this passage confronts Saul with the reality of who he is. Saul is a persecutor of Christians. Jesus knows Saul, he knows what Saul has been doing, Jesus doesn't deny the problem, Jesus confronts Saul with his sin. Jesus doesn't overlook the sin, but he acknowledges it, confronts it, and then gives Saul the power to change. Henry Nowen is a Catholic priest and author of lots of great books, and he said this, 
conf confrontation with our own frightening nothingness forces us to surrender ourselves totally and unconditionally to the Lord Jesus. As we hear God's voice and are confronted with the reality of who we are, we are forced to rely on God rather than, rather than ourselves. And that might not be easy. It wasn't easy for Saul to hear Jesus saying, why do you persecute me? But there is no better place to be than fully reliant and surrendered to God. Jesus is holy and powerful and he confronts us with the reality of who we are. Jesus exposes the brokenness in us and brings healing and forgiveness and hope. Jesus says to Saul, 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 why do you persecute me? Why do you persecute me? It wasn't Jesus that Saul was persecuting, was it? Saul had been persecuting Christians. And Jesus is saying that when Christians are persecuted, Jesus suffers with us. He experiences the pain too. So I suppose the question for us would be, how does the voice of God confront you and me today? Would we rather hide and bury what Jesus wants to bring into the light? Not to condemn, but to heal and forgive. The voice of God confronts us with the reality of who we are. And secondly, the voice of God gives courage. Jesus spoke with real authority. As soon as Jesus spoke, Saul heard that authority and Saul said, who are you, Lord? Saul didn't know Jesus, but was in awe and calls him Lord. This encounter with Jesus gives Saul the courage to change. He changed from someone wanting to kill Christians to become someone preaching the Christian message. And that kind of change takes courage. It takes humility to acknowledge we are wrong and to change. Surely it would have been easier for Saul to accept Jesus and then to hide away in shame because he had persecuted Christians. But God was calling him not only to change, but to tell other people about how his life had changed. The Christian life that Saul was called to wasn't an easy life either. It says in verse 16 that he would have to suffer for his faith. This is a call to courageous living for God. And Jesus also gives courage to the other person in the passage. Ananias was there and Ananias was someone who had heard God's voice in the passage. Ananias was a Christian and God spoke to him and sent him to Saul. Ananias was cautious though. I would have been cautious, wouldn't you? It's a risk to go as a Christian to Saul who had been persecuting Christians. Ananias was risking his life. He had to trust God in going to Saul and speaking the truth to Saul and in laying a hand on Saul for Saul to receive his sight. It's important to notice that Ananias called Saul his brother. He was calling this persecutor of Christians his brother. And I wonder whether we need courage like Saul to change or like Ananias to trust God's change in other people. The voice of God empowers us and gives us courage. It wasn't that Saul or Ananias managed to summon up enough courage. It was that they had the power and they heard the power and authority of God's voice and that gave them the courage to change. I love this Charlie Mackesy picture about courage. Being brave is asking for help. And being brave will be different for each of us. But often I don't think bravery is so much about the spectacular, 
but it's about the mundane. The times you ask for help when you don't want to. The times you have a difficult conversation. The times you give money away or when you change. And the voice of God empowers us and gives us courage to change. The big changes and the small changes. So the voice of God confronts. The voice of God gives courage. And finally, and most importantly, the voice of God is full of grace. Jesus said to Saul, now get up and go into the city and you will be told what to do. Saul's sin did not write him off. You might think that persecuting Christians would mean you couldn't be used by God. You might think that persecuting Christians would disqualify Saul, but no. Saul, the one with murderous thoughts, the one who had been persecuting Christians, and in doing so was persecuting Jesus himself. This Saul was the one who Jesus chose and spoke to and used to preach to the Gentile world. Verse 15 said that Saul was God's chosen instrument. There is hope for those who think they are too bad for God. Saul heard God's voice and experienced the power of God's grace. And when he wrote the letters of the New Testament, he really understood this message of grace. He said things like this in Romans 8, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Paul had experienced this. He knew himself that there was no condemnation because of Jesus. He knew it as a result of his conversion and as a result of his ongoing sinfulness as a Christian. He, needed to, he knew that he needed to receive and keep on receiving the truth that there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. And this verse is a good one to learn and remember and stick up at home. And when we read it, to remember that Saul didn't just write it, he lived and he breathed the truth of those words. He had completely changed from someone breathing out murderous thoughts to someone who lived and breathed the truth of those words in Romans. If you've done Alpha, you might have heard the story of this man. This is Shane Taylor. From a young age, Shane had started to burgle houses and steal cars. He stabbed people and sold drugs. Soon he was on the run for kidnapping and attempted murder. Shane eventually got caught and was put in prison. His, and his hatred of authority saw him stab two police officers with broken glass. His out of control behavior quickly saw, saw him transferred to a high security prison. Even then he needed further locking up and was placed within a close supervision system. Shane says, they felt I was a danger to everybody. They had to feed me through a hatch in the door because they couldn't have physical contact with me. Then Shane met a Christian. He started reading the Bible, did an alpha course, in uh, did an alpha course in prison, and his life completely changed. Shane's behaviour changed so much that was it within weeks he went from being in permanent segregation to getting a trusted job in the prison chaplaincy. He said, "Not long after this, I was lying on my bed in my cell. All the bad things I'd done to people flicked through my head, and all the times I'd upset people, and I started crying." I realised that for many years I'd been aggressive towards people without even realising it. Shane was later freed from prison and he started going to church. Jesus has changed my life, Shane says. Jesus has shown me how to love and how to forgive. Almost all the people I've upset, all the people I've stabbed, all the people I've hurt have forgiven me and now we talk. I'm helping with Alpha in prisons. Now I'm able to tell other prisoners about Jesus. It's amazing.
Now we might not all have dramatic stories like this, but I think most of us, me included, need to keep on remembering that God uses you and me because he is gracious. He qualifies us. He redeems the broken and the painful situations in our lives. And I wonder what you might feel disqualifies you from living in relationship with God or from doing the things he's calling you to do. I wonder whether a sin or your background or some shame would hold you back. Jesus brings the things that would disqualify us into the light and then he qualifies us. He loves us, he chooses each one of us and he equips us. God's voice in this passage confronts Saul with the reality of who he is and it gives Saul the courage to change. And God's voice in this passage is full of grace. It's full of the good news that whatever our sin and shame, Jesus can use us. And he is the one who changes and equips us. We're just gonna spend a moment praying now. And in the quiet, wherever you are, I'd like you to just bring to mind, ask God to bring to mind the things that cause you to feel ashamed. What you feel might disqualify you from being used by God. Let's just spend a moment praying now and ask God to remind us of the truth and to take our sin and shame. So Lord Jesus, we ask you now to bring to mind the things that cause us to feel ashamed. And we trust you to forgive us and to empower us for all that you call us to do. Amen.